I don't really know what's going on on your T-shirt there, but I just watched Rocky two like a week or two ago. So is he the, the Italian stallion? Is that that's Rocky? Yeah, is? It's the Italian. Stallion. I you know this well, is and like... Rocky and me both actually. I mean, he had it first, <laughs> but I mean, I wish that I got to turn this way more, so I'm like kind of facing towards you. You can, or uh, well, yeah. I was gonna say I could flip one of our. Um, because you know when I when I edit, I make two copies of the video so well, that I, I mean, can crop each one. But you've got text on your shirt, so if I flip it, it's going to look stupid, and people are yeah. going to call us out on that for sure. I, but I then mean, I've got mind. stuff. This is fine. Does it really matter? I don't feel like no, most it, people it that consume matter. this are going to listen to it, not watch it. Right? I mean, this is like we're only doing the video for like patrons, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they're going to mind if somebody's videos flipped, especially if it's you. <laughs> exactly. You can, you can make it upside down if you wanted to. Well, that's going a little bit far, but. Uh, but no, the shirt is like a, um, I think it's like a thing that happens in the town over. I don't know. It was, they were giving it out. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. a, uh, like a fundraiser thing. And yeah. uh, like, I don't really, I don't have any. I well, I I have like one other red shirt. I was like, oh. I could use a red shirt. I don't really wear yeah, you gotta have red, red shirts, but you never know. I'm. All right, are you ready to start the show like officially? Yeah, I mean, well, we. I know, we, I know, yeah. we're already rolling, but so. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I think I think we're we can we can start it officially now. Yes. Okay. So then, this is officially, ep- this episode one, which seems silly because episode zero was still kind of an episode, right? It turned yeah. into more of just, it was explaining what the show's about, but then we still talked more. It was like an hour long episode zero, but so this <laughs> is episode one, which is the first official canon episode yes. of here is my question for you. I am so, Chris and you are. Yes. I'm I'm Corey, Corey Carlson. Yeah. Oh, we're last naming it. Okay. We, I didn't I know if we were full naming it or not. All right. I always have a hard time saying Carlson, you know, really? like sometimes, like if I have to say it, I know, like uh, without thinking about it first, it's like Carlson. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a, I don't, I don't know what it is. I've always had that problem. It's funny you say that because I told, you know, my wife, I came home from work, told my wife, I said, Hey, Corey and I are going to record an episode. And she's like, Who and you? And I said, Corey. She goes, Oh, well, it sounded like you said something else, like Carrie or Car-. like, so apparently, it, Sometimes I have trouble saying your first name was the whole okay. point of me saying that. I thought <clears throat> I thought I said Corey, but who knows? You know, I had a friend who uh, used to always do this voice, and he used to always have this, like, uh, I, I'm only p- pulling this up because I got a prop right here. Not for this, but I just had it for something else. He used to always have this, like, cigar. Yeah. And he's always like, Carrie, Carrie. <laughs> yeah. And he'd always like like hold his hand like he's like smoking a cigar when he was doing it. Golly. Sounds like an old like an old newspaper writer from yeah. like the Bronx or something. So I mean, like I got this like prop like fake cigar for because I was talking about it on one of our live streams one time. Yeah. And this is like the only time I've like really used it in o- yeah. almost over a year, I guess. Well, I'm glad I was here to see that. <laughs> I mean, the way I was holding it, you could you could. Would never be able to tell that I was a former smoker. Are you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't know I mean, that. maybe we talked about this before. I think have we? Uh, I, I mean, know. well, not not on not on this podcast. Yeah. We haven't. That's definitely true. Um, I've been quit. Gosh, like thirteen years now. Did you quit cold turkey? Yes, but you know, oh. like leading up to that, uh, my wife and I would would like we we would literally quit every single weekend or sure. every every single Monday. We would quit. And sometimes, you know, like eventually it just stuck. And it, it took us like years of, of doing that. But like it's, I we quit like let's see, we got we got married in September. Uh my uh, my my wedding anniversary is, is in a week and a half, actually. Don't um, forget. And uh you know, like we went through the holidays for that year and then I we quit at the at the wow. beginning of the year. I think it was like right around and- Valentine's Day actually. And you've never had one since. I have not. I have not had a single cigarette. But the, I mean, oh, there's that's... there's times where like there's people smoking because you know I live in Kentucky yeah. and, and smoking is like for a lot of people here is like a big deal because yeah. like this is like one of the main like last bastions of like the tobacco industry in the U.S. or something like that. I don't know. Like they I, grow tobacco there. I I I think. I mean I. Right. I, I mean that's because it, there it's just really really cheap here, which I mean. I oh, all right. I, and uh, like, like, what is it, like if you went into like a, a oh, I mean, 7-11 I can tell right you what now, like, like the prices were like, but I know that okay, uh, I mean, rest like a lot of restaurants, unless they specifically choose to like ban it in their restaurant, like it's still totally legal to like smoke in bars and restaurants here. Oh, wow, well, I see, I would not do well there, like, I'd probably just start smoking again. <laughs> but I mean, I'm there's just, sometimes if there's someone smoking, I'm like walking behind them, I'll just kind of like, hmm, just kind of, yeah. Inhale some of that secondhand goodness. Yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's sometimes it's gross, and sometimes it's like really amazing. I, a hundred percent understand what you're saying. Yeah, (laughs) and I mean you work. I mean you you were you how how many years did you smoke for? Uh, I mean it's it's hard to say because like so I started smoking like pretty much right when I turned (laughs) eighteen because of a girl. She was a bad influence. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, she like she left or moved, you know, she was actually just visiting. I hung out with her for like two weeks, but she smoked. And so as an excuse to hang out with her, like she would give me a cigarette and I would like smoke with her, even though I didn't really smoke. And then that's how I started smoking. But so then like she went back to, you know, England or whatever, and I just started smoking. And (laughs) I mean, I, I don't mean, I don't see the thing is I didn't quit like cold turkey like you did. So like. You know, I would say I was a pack a day smoker for yeah. like th- probably like three years or something, maybe till I was like around like 21 or or so or 22. Uh, and then like I would go through phases where I would quit and then start again. Uh, but mostly what happened to me is I just like I started just smoking way less. Like I would only mm. smoke like two or three cigarettes a day. And, just, just because um, it was like through like no real effort, you just where you were like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm no, gonna... it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a rule of like, oh, you can only smoke like three cigarettes a day. It was just like, I was never one of those people that wanted to wake up and like instantly, like, cause all right, if you wake up, you haven't had a cigarette in like probably at least eight right. hours, right? So, but I would wake up and like the idea of having a cigarette right when I got out of bed or something to me was just kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. So, and then plus, I didn't want to smell like, I always hated the way it made me smell. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I didn't really want to go to work or go to school and smell like cigarettes. And so, like, 
I would wait until like I got home at the end of the day and then I like, all oh, go outside and have a cigarette, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or if it was like the weekend and I was hanging out with my friends drinking then that's like totally different. Like then I would smoke yeah. more, but, um, yeah, I just sort of naturally started smoking way less. And then, so then sometimes I just wouldn't smoke at all. Um, so there wasn't like a day where I said, okay, this was my last cigarette. I, mm-hmm. I just sort it sort of like petered out, which I think made it way, made it way easier to quit. But unlike you, I can't say that I haven't had a cigarette in like 13 years because like there have just been times where like you like a just, few years yeah. ago I went over to my friend's house like, oh, we're going to watch – we're going to stay up late and watch F1 race that was going to be like aired at like midnight or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh – and he lived like near like a, a neighborhood with like a bunch of bars. And so I was like, well, let's go let's go bar hopping and get really drunk and then watch the Formula <laughs> One race. Yeah. But for whatever reason – oh, because his wife smoked. And so I think I, I – like – he gave me like one of her cigarettes because we had already started like preloading at his house mm-hmm. and we we're just like hanging out on his front porch and I'd like smoke one of her cigarettes and I was like, oh man, that's pretty good. And so when we, we <laughs> sounds walked, good. you just know, like the, the circumstances surrounding it sounds like makes me want to have one and that's, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, I'm not trying to do that no, to you, no, but I'm, so, I'm, so then we ended up walking down to where the bars were and like, I think we went to one bar and I like drank a couple beers and then we're like walking to the next bar and we walk past like a convenience store slash liquor store. And so what I did is I went in there and I bought a pack of cigarettes, but I bought the exact cigarettes that his wife smoked. Which Because my what? whole thing was like, they were, um, uh, they were American Spirits is the brand. I don't remember oh, okay. which like yeah. variety or whatever, but I'm like, I'm going to buy those exact cigarettes, which is not, I never smoked American Were they a hard pack or, or a soft pack? Hard pack. I don't, okay. I've never been a soft pack guy, but. Um, (laughs) my whole thing was like, I'm going to buy those things that pack and I'm going to smoke however much I smoke tonight. And then I'm going to leave the pack at his house because his wife will smoke, which is exactly what I did. But I, Mm -hmm. like, I smoked at least half that pack of cigarettes (laughs) that night and, and God, did you you feel it the next day though? Were you like, Oh man, no, I don't mean, I don't think so, but it's just normally there've just been times where like, maybe I'll go to a party or something and someone has a cigarette and I was like, yeah, give me one of those. And I feel like usually if I smoke a cigarette, it reminds me of why I quit smoking. Mm-hmm. But if I'm drinking, then that that's not the case at all. Like anytime I've been drinking, smoking's awesome. But yes. I think, you know, if you get to where, oh, well, I'm just going to have a pack of cigarettes in the house and just like keep them in a drawer and I'll only smoke when I'm drinking. It's like before you know it, you're just going to be a regular smoker again. Yes. So I don't, 100%. I don't, I don't do that at all. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know how many it's at this point, it's been like several years since I had a cigarette, but, uh, you know, that's not to say that I wouldn't have another one. In fact, the last time I was really tempted, uh, we went on vacation to France and oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've been to France, but anything you've ever heard about French and smoking, uh, is a hundred percent true. Like everybody smokes in France. You walk anywhere. Is it? I mean, like, I, I've heard something similar about, about Greece. Like people, like I've everybody. never been to Greece, so I can't say. Yeah, I mean, neither have I, but, you know, like I knew somebody who was not a smoker, and then they went to Greece and came back, and they were a smoker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could totally see that happening. I mean, I I was, like, talking about it. I was telling my wife, like, I should buy a pack of cigarettes while I'm here, like, you know, in, in Paris, you know. And my, like, my wife, you know, God bless her, she's just, like, a total enabler, you know. So, oh, you should, you know. like <laughs> That's great, and, though. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess, like. yeah. You know, I, I mean, if, if, if I was capable of doing that same thing, you know, like yeah. I would. Yeah. Well, I ended up not doing it, so. Okay. 
Yeah. And but you, th- I mean, it sounds like you kind of regret regret it though now. Uh, no, just because, like I said, I I felt like that's. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna be like, I'm just gonna smoke for two weeks, and then it'll yeah. be fine. I'll just quit, no problem. You know, I don't. It's, I don't it's think not so. like that so, at all. I mean, see, right. my my thing is is that I don't want to. I I don't ever want to smoke again because. Because I've gone for so long. Yes. That if I have to start over from like one day not having a, a cigarette, day one, you know, yeah. like, like I'm going to be like almost 60, 60 years old by the time like I get to this point again. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good and attitude I, to have, you know, like I don't, if you I don't see wanna, it as like, like do that again, you know, like yeah. I'd rather just say, okay, so I stopped smoking when I was 30 and right. like I just haven't smoked since I was 30. Yeah. You got to respect the streak. Yes. And it, like the yeah. streak is like, is so long at this point that I like, I would, I would just feel as though I've like really like let myself down. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just a little bit more of a degenerate than you are. And so I don't, I don't have that problem. <laughs> or yeah, you have uh, better self-control but, really. I mean, I, I've never really equated like me with self-control too much, but, um, <laughs> I, maybe I guess in that one area, uh, I don't know. Uh, Hey, so uh, one thing I wanted to talk about for okay. not really any particularly good reason, but um, you remember when we were growing up, uh, like, well, first of all, I don't know if you had cable growing up. Like, I didn't have, like, for most of my childhood, we did not have cable. I went through, like, mm-hmm. phases where we had cable, but, like, most of my childhood, did. we did not. I did. All right, so I don't know if you tell me, maybe this doesn't apply to you as much then, but, you know, like, on the regular over-the-air stations, like, when I was a kid, like, in the 80s, uh, you know, the stations were kind of like on their own to find like shows and whatnot mm-hmm. to show on TV when it wasn't like primetime programming or whatever, you know, like they, they found like, like syndicated content. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was before, like now, like a lot of, if you turn on like an over the year channel now at like 11 o'clock in the morning, it'll be like, you know, judge Judy or something like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, those are TV shows that are specifically created to be syndicated yes right exactly but like in the in the 80s that wasn't there were some shows like that in the 80s but Mm -hmm. for the most part they would show reruns of like older stuff right Right. like yeah if it was like 10 o'clock in the morning on a tuesday and i was homesick and i turned on my local fox affiliate it was going to be like mama's family or in the the heat of the the night you know uh, well, that was for me, that was on Nickelodeon, but, but yeah, I, dude, I used to love that black and white Dennis, the menace yep. show and, on, and on, uh, little rascals. Uh, I didn't, we didn't have that one. I mean, the two, the two like black and white shows I remember watching on, uh, Nickelodeon when we had cable were, uh, Dennis, the menace and Lassie. Oh yeah. I can, you know, I, Which, you say Lassie and I hear Lassie and I hear the music, yeah, the whistling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good show though. But I, 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 I don't feel it. like those were on Nickelodeon, like where I where I grew up. They were definitely just on regular well, TV. Yeah, but I mean, but like that's the point, right? Is it just yeah. like wherever you grew up is like that? Whoever the station programming manager or whatever, mm-hmm. like they're like, well, we're gonna go get whatever. And so like, yeah, like maybe for you it was Dennis the Menace, and for me, like I said, it was it was Mama's Family. But um, but there was this, uh, so, but, but so sometimes you'd end up seeing shows that otherwise you wouldn't have seen, right? Because like you were too young, like this was a show that was on like, say in the seventies or in the yeah. case of like Dennis the Menace, the fifties. And so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have seen it. 
Right. Um, and so there's like there's shows that like I like now because I grew up watching them because they were on like in syndication when I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. Happy Days would be a good example. Yes. Like Happy Days, I guess, was still on. Happy Days went until like 84, 85. I don't but I never watched like first run episodes of Happy Days because oh, for me. Yeah, I mean, Happy Days was a show that came on like every day at 5 p.m. Yeah. On either on, you know, in the Fox station because they didn't show like the evening news or whatever. Right. And then um, like in the like later on in the day, like after that, it would be like like MASH would be on or like be, before yeah. like or in, in a lot of times they would be on like after everything was over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually another good example. Like I'm not really old enough that I didn't watch MASH in like its first run. But right. like my mom was huge into MASH. And so we yeah. would watch MASH I mean, like every night. But. I do remember just, you know, when I would fall asleep and sometimes you'd wake up and you'd yeah. always like, you know, I was, like that theme music for MASH is like burned into my brain because of that. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, by the way, it's a really good movie. Uh, the yeah. TV series is based on a movie. And it's, it's a really good movie. It's, it's got the same... uh, Donald Sutherland in it. Oh, wow. OK, so so no, none of the same actors, I guess. Uh, I feel like there might be like a or characters co- or maybe not like Sally Kellerman was hot lips and uh, Donald Sutherland was Hawkeye. So I I'm not sure I could swear like maybe Radar was mm-hmm. the same actor. I feel like there's like at least one actor that was in the movie. But for the most part, no. But uh, but the, the movie, the TV series tried to be a little more serious. Like, yes, it was a comedy show, but it also had like a lot of darkness in it. And I don't think the movie was really the movie was just funny. Yeah. Um. But anyway, all of this is to say that uh, sometimes there's shows I think that you saw when you were a kid, and then you like totally forget about them because mm-hmm. uh, they are not for whatever reason they're not that popular. And I saw something on the internet the other day that was like a clip from this show, and I was like, "Oh man, I forgot about that show." And it was this show called "The Streets of San Francisco." Have you ever heard of "Streets of San Francisco"? Uh, I mean, it sounds like it was like it, it sounds familiar. It sounds like it was probably a cop show. Exactly. It was a cop show, but like the two cops were uh, Carl Malden, who, I mean, who doesn't love, if you're older and you know who Carl Malden is, who doesn't love Carl Malden? And then his partner was Michael Douglas, like before Michael Douglas really was famous. Before, I mean, before Michael Douglas was Michael Douglas? Well, kind yeah, of. He, I think he, maybe he at that like point. like a pre-romancing the stone Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. Way before that. Like Streets of San Francisco is like early. It was like 72 to 75 oh, or something. Okay. So it's like, so, yeah, maybe Michael Douglas was just famous for being Kirk Douglas's son. Because at that time, right, I would right, say yeah. Kirk Douglas was more famous. I just think but of so romancing like the stone because that's the first thing I remember seeing him in. That's that might be the first thing I saw him in too. Actually, uh, probably like yeah, romancing this was Jewel of the Nile or romancing uh, the Jewel stone. Jewel Nile first. was the second one. Okay, there you go. Um, anyway, I don't, it's just a cool show. But so I was like, you know, someone put up a clip of it, but mm-hmm. it was like a long clip so that you watched it and, and it's a cop show, right? So you're watching yeah. it and I'm like, well, what? And then it, it, the clip just stops and I'm like, well, then what happens? Like, it, you know, you, you left me hanging. And so I looked <laughs> on the internet cause I'm like, okay, someone's got to have streets of San Francisco streaming, but nobody does. Not even but, on Hulu. No, like Hulu but, has like all the trash. Or it not doesn't the, ma- I mean, it's not trash, but I mean like all the stuff you? that you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You're not going to find on like any other streaming service. Yeah, like shows no, but you like, know where like I Full House or something like that is on is on Hulu. Oh, all right, that's yeah. Uh, no, but you know where I found it was on the Internet Archive. They is have it, the complete just like, of the whole series. How many? Yeah, seasons I think they're D- uh, five. I think they're <sighs> DVD rips. 
They're because it's pretty good quality. And yeah. so I downloaded like all of them. And so then like for the last several nights, like I fall asleep watching Streets of San Francisco, and it's like. It's it's a cool show because you know like now like cop shows like if you watch like Law and Order or like I don't know they're first of all they're too realistic <laughs> yeah but they're also like they're they're much darker like they can be more violent they're kind of things that just like ooh I wouldn't want my kids to see this you know yeah but I feel like you know I I was a big fan growing up of like EC comics because like in the night it was in the nineties mm-hmm. they started reprinting EC so like their most famous comic would be Tales from the Crypt okay was yeah, EC yeah. but they had a whole line of of comics. And, like, they had some that were, like, you know, thriller or, like, detective stories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I feel like Streets of San Francisco's, like, plot lines are more of something out of, like, 50s detective novels or something. They're a little bit more, like, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's also filmed on location in San Francisco. And I go to San Francisco pretty regularly just because I don't live very far away. And so it's interesting because you can watch the show and be like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. Oh, I park my car in that parking lot all the time. Or like, <laughs> or like, oh, yeah, there used to be a freeway there that they tore out and stuff like that. But uh, um, I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. It's just because it's like I, I completely had forgotten that that TV show even existed. Yeah. Until I somebody posted a clip on Reddit. And then now I'm like. Well, now I'm watching I mean, the show like every night. That's I think that's the great thing about doing this podcast is you never know when something might just like pop in your head just like based on the conversation. I mean, now I'm thinking of like shows that were that I would see on on uh, like daytime TV when I was homesick or like even yeah. like later on, like 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 maybe after like four o'clock, but like before dinner, like yeah. like after school, but like before mm-hmm. dinner. And because uh, you wouldn't get to see that stuff unless you're homesick or like, did you do like after school activities or something or? Uh, no, I just didn't really watch TV when I got home a lot of times. Um, but I mean like the, the name that like pops into my head and I can't yeah. tell you like a thing about it, about the show yeah. is there's a show called the Hogan family. Does that sound familiar? Oh, I remember that. I can't, that tell, the- I, I can't tell you anything about it. The only thing I can tell you about it, which is hardly anything, is I I feel like it was a spinoff of another show. Hmm. But I do remember watching that show a little bit. I mean, I don't know why I was on so early in the day. It doesn't seem like something that would have been in syndication unless it was only on around for like. I, mean, I, mean, I don't even. Don't, I don't to even like be remember. in syndication, don't you have to be have at least like five seasons or something like that? I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but it seems like you know if you're going to show a TV show every you have day, to have like you over a hundred episodes enough. or something. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because they're all just, you know, you can re- repeat through the episodes three times a year, at least, right. or like, you know, like almost three times or three and a half times, you know. Yes. Three, yeah, 3.5 times or something, whatever. Uh, and, I mean, like, that doesn't seem like a show that was, like, all that, like, popular to be, like, in that <laughs> in that situation where... Uh, no, it I would just be so. on. I don't know, but I, like this, there's something about that name that just like popped in my head, and I can't tell you a single thing about it. I just remember something where somebody was like locked out of the house, and they're like climbing through the window, and I like that's that's all that's all it's all I remember. That's the only thing that's in my memory from. But have you have you tried to find the show? No, I haven't because I literally just thought about it during this conversation. Like you oh, me- you mentioning this Sorry. stuff. Well, you like, should try to find it. I'm gonna. Okay. I just I feel like. Oh, what was her name? Like, the. 
I feel like the mother on the Hogan family was in like the set, like Sandy Duncan. I feel like Sandy Duncan was the mother <laughs> on the Hogan family. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Sandy Duncan, no. like Sound of Music, like she's that little blonde lady with like the pixie haircut. I think it's called a pixie haircut. Hmm. If you saw her, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that but lady. You, you saying that it's a spinoff of something does sound really familiar, but I can't tell you. I mean, I, I think we should make it a kind of a hard rule that we don't look yeah. anything up during this podcast. And that's what I was going to say, because I felt like I want to look it up, but I'm like, eh, I don't, that, that doesn't let's make just, for let's good. Just, and you know what? It's okay if we're wrong. Yeah. No, Nobody who's listening to this needs to, like, email us and say, like, you were wrong about this. Because. Right. We're probably wrong. Because it's okay it if It doesn't we're matter. Wrong. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're going back to, like, whatever, 17 years ago, where you didn't have the internet in your pocket at all times. Because, uh, I mean, I don't know if we talked about this, where... Like, if you're, like, in any situation where it's, like, oh, I want to just find out this answer. Like, if if you're just, like, talking about something yep. and you don't know the answer to it, it's just, like, you couldn't just, like, look it up and find out what the answer was, like, right in the moment. You were just, like, you just, like, said, I don't know. And it was, it'd be okay if you were wrong. And you would find out later. Yeah, and sometimes there'd be things where it's, like, you didn't really even have a way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you could, oh, there was this song and it kind of went like this. Like, what, what are you going to do with that? You have to go find someone and, and sing them the song and maybe they'll, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't or just, sing or into, just whatever. Shazam, like, who was know? that actor that was, he had like a really small part in that TV show like 10 years ago. Like, yeah, there was no IMDB. Like, how are you going to even like, oh, you, it's like, oh, go to the library. Yeah. And look in what, you know, yeah. like, I mean, we, we, like, that's like the, you, you can go to the library and like, look, like certain things up, but like. There was like zero percent chance that I was ever going to do that about like anything, like not like yeah like no meaningful yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel I, like I, I can kind of picture the father too though from Hogan Family. Is it was he like bald? Was he no? I I remember him being like like having similar hair color to Sandy Duncan, like maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more like a little br- more brown and less blonde, I guess. But yeah, I'm pretty positive. Like I I'd bet money. Like, if you said, hey, I'll bet you 20 bucks that Sandy Duncan was not in the Hogan family, I would take that bet, because I'm pretty sure she was. <laughs> well, I, I think we should really embrace that in this podcast and just say, like, it's okay if we're wrong. We're not going to we're, we're not going fi- we're not going to figure things out. Like, we, yeah. can, we can look things up afterwards. That's what I was just going to ask. Think, like, is it OK? In, in the moment, we should yes. just like be like, we should just roll with it. It's yeah. OK to be wrong. It's OK for our, our like, memories to be wrong. Yes. Because we're like two guys sitting at a bar drinking beer and neither one of us has our phone in our pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're there like, I mean, looking something up on that, like that is like always the gateway of like, oh, I'm just going to like look at this also on my phone during the conversation. Yeah. And then it's just. Exactly. Let me see. Let me check my Twitter mentions real fast yeah. while I got my phone out. The, yeah. It's a slippery slope. I don't even have my phone down here. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, like, if I'm going to have to ask you any questions today, I, I mean, I've got some of them in my, in my head, but I don't like my my list of questions is on my phone. Well, so. I, I, I mean, we're, I mean, generally, I think that we can probably I bet we'll be able to like roll with just like one question per per probably. episode. So probably. on that note. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, great. All right. Yeah. So my question for you. Is has there ever been a song or an album 
that is a sequel to a previous work that has ever lived up to the original. The reason I was I was thinking about this is because a friend of mine shared with me a uh, a message like the 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 Billy Corgan put out to the world say like oh we just got done with our tour and now we're going to go into the studio and we're we're going to be recording a 33 song double album that is the sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't like it when <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I, it, this kind of actually goes back to something we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like, you know, I think especially this happens with musicians. It's almost like I understand that they're creative people. Right. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, and we can kind of relate. Right. It's like you don't want to stop making videos. Right. You know. Right. But of course, you, you can't perform your videos live, really. But mm-hmm. it's just like. You know, when when bands that made like really awesome music, you know, in a particular period of time want to make like new music now, it's just like I get that you want to do that because you're a creative artist and you need to create. But like, please understand, like your fans love you, but they love the music that you made like during your heyday. Yes. And so saying this is someone who, you know, I. I'm not saying like I'm like a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, but I'm somebody who definitely appreciates the Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it's just Smashing Pumpkins. It's yes, not the. not the. Although you know yeah, they right. they, have, they have have put the Smashing Pumpkins like on. I feel like the Melancholy had the, the Smashing Pumpkins on there, like because it was like supposed to be. Yeah. Like more of a like a formal thing, but like yes, yeah. it, it is just Smashing Pumpkins, but. You know, I like I will admit that I have not really listened closely to anything that they that Billy Corgan has done since like since Zwan, which was like his the first band that he was in like after Smashing Pumpkins broke up in two thousand. Yeah. Before he like did his solo album, then he like went back and like, you know, took the name back. And I've like yeah. I haven't really listened. I've heard that some things are good, but like I just like I I mean, like, I get I, like, that. I'm just I, not... I barely care, and I like, and right, and it and it sucks because, you know, like I'm, it, it could be amazing, but I'm just not gonna like, just like that. The time in my life where hearing that, those songs for the first time like meant something, and I just feel like you can't just like replicate that, and uh, right. and just like the the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this the sequel album to it, which is, it's just like, it's like, just like a bad, bad idea. And it, like, it, could it, could it tarnish the original? No, but no. you know, you're sometimes like just knowing that something's out there, like tarnishes the original, whether or not you want it to. I mean, you know, like it's, it's a movie, but you know, you, you know, does, uh, does Indiana Jones and the, kingdom of the crystal skull like tarnish the movies beforehand not in like, my opinion like maybe a little bit like in my mind like oh really you know, like i gotta i gotta buy i'm gonna buy the movies like in this big in this box set and it oh it comes with comes with this movie oh. yeah uh, i get that because yeah <laughs> I, like, I don't really want that in my home you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But, but i mean like the only other like really e- example of like a sequel song I'm sure there's plenty yeah. of them out there. Yeah. But, you know, like Metallica did 
the Unforgiven on the Black Album. Then they did Unforgiven 2. Right. And it even says that in the song. It says, you're Unforgiven mm-hmm. 2. And I, I'm yeah. pretty sure there was a third one. There is. I haven't heard it. I've, I've uh, never heard it either, but... Which is funny, because like at one there was a, a stretch of a few years in my life where Metallica was like my absolute favorite band. Mm-hmm. And which is funny, it kind of goes back to what you're, what we're talking about, about like, you know, with the, with Smashing Pumpkins and not listening to, like there are Metallic, even though I was this huge, you know, I saw them in live, I saw them live more than once, I bought everything, I would buy the album, I would buy all the single CDs when they came out, if they were on the cover of a magazine, I would mm-hmm. buy that, like I was like, they were my favorite band. Yes. There are albums of Metallica's that I've never heard, because I just got yeah, to a, a point, point where I'm like... Yeah, I'm just like I don't care if you release anything else. I have no interest. Like, so, uh, what was the last like, one you listened to then? Like, what what was the breaking point for you? I mean, it's not even a matter of being like a breaking point. I mean, like the last like album just, of theirs that I bought was that S and M one. You know, where mm-hmm. they, it was them with the symphony. Yeah, which was um, you know like, but they were still like playing like a lot of their old songs in that one. Right, but but there was that the song that was on there that was like a new song that got released as a, as a single, "No so, Leaf Clover." I really like. That's really oh, okay. why I bought the album because I don't I actually it was, it was, like. What? I, I thought it was "Whiskey in the Jar," but is that like a different one? Mm, I think that was on something else. I'm not really positive, but I, I I don't like the rest of that album. Like I just think "No Leaf Clover" was like a really really good song. But like, do I want to listen? to like master of puppets or do I want to listen to master of puppets with like a symphony orchestra in the background? Like I don't don't listen to just master of puppets, you know? So like I never even listened to the rest of that album. And then like, I couldn't even tell you like, what was the next album? Was it Saint, Saint anger? Maybe I've never listened to that. There was death magnetic. I've never listened to that. There's another album. I'm pretty sure that I haven't, (laughs) I'm not thinking of that. I've, there's at least three albums that not only have I never purchased, but I never even listened to. And as far as like, there wasn't really like a breaking point, but I will say like their whole, their whole thing with the Napster thing, mm-hmm. like really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Um, And then, oh, you know, actually I will say, I think even though this happened like a while later, the thing that really killed it for me was Jason Newstead leaving the band. Yes. Because yeah. to me, he was like, you know, I, I'm not old enough. I was not a Metallica fan when Cliff was the bassist. Right. Same with me. But Same, yeah. And but as somebody who has seen them, I saw them live twice while Newstead was the bassist. Like he was real, especially live. He was like the heart and soul of that band. Yeah. And for him to leave for the reasons that he left, I was like, yeah, you guys kind of suck, in my opinion, <laughs> for letting him walk. And it really kind of turned me off. It's like, and I have nothing against, you know, that the, the, it's funny calling him the new bassist because at this point, Robert Trujillo has been the bassist longer than Jason Newstead was. I have no issue with him at all, but I, I'm just not. And, and actually, in some ways, it kind of aggravates me because I feel like they treat, they treated him the way they should have treated Jason. Right. Like, right. They always like picked on Jason and like played stupid pranks on him and didn't really make him feel welcome. And then they learned from their mistake and then welcomed this other guy. in. it's like, well, how about if you had just not treated the guy you already had? Like, what if you had just not treated him like crap and then he would have stuck around? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can't tell you if I don't. I can't. I don't. I think the only like the last album I listened to like Foley was probably load. Like I didn't even listen to reload. 
You know, what's funny, you know, I mean, it's funny we're talking about this just because a few months ago I was thinking about a lot of this stuff because I even almost <laughs> thought about making a video about it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really. I had this idea I was going to make a video. It was going to be called, it was, it was a, a play on a Mitch Hedberg joke mm-hmm. where it was going to be like, uh, uh, the title of the video was going to be like, uh, I used to like Metallica. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> But because it's more like I don't I don't really like, you know, I only liked them up to a certain a certain. Point. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I remember, I mean, it took like it was, it was like five years between like the black album and then load. And I was like, everybody's like so excited, like, oh, loads coming yeah, out. And it and it and it felt like it was it felt like a, a lot longer than five years. I'll tell you that. Like, it, it yes. felt like it was like 10 years. Well, especially because of our age, I think. Yeah. Like five exactly. years at that point in your life is like longer than five years now. Right, and that's just that's um, that's crazy. It's that big of a gap because, I mean, a lot of people said, "Oh, like, you know," a lot of people say that they lost it with the Black Album, but, you know, like the Black Album was, you know, we were the prime age for yeah. that album. Yeah, and then we were older when Load came out. And it's kind of like, uh, like it's it's got some all right stuff, but it's not something that like it doesn't have that same feel but at the same time yeah. it's like we shouldn't be knocking them for them for making the kind of mu- music that they wanted to make of course i mean i can't even imagine the pressure that they were feeling to do that well yeah plus when you're in their position it's like it's like you're putting a no-win situation right mm-hmm. because like they got called sellouts for making the black album so they're like okay we're just going to make the kind of music we want to make and so they made load and then people are like, well, this sucks. It's like, okay, well, do you want us to make a, the album you want to hear? Cause then that makes us sellouts again. But I don't, I liked load well enough. Like, cause for me, it was just like, you know, you know, that was the first album of theirs where, you know, I was a fan before it came out and mm-hmm. I would read articles, you know, cu- you know, before the album came out, you'd read articles in wherever like spin or Rolling Stone yeah. or a guitar magazine. And they would, they were trying to describe like what the album is going to be like. And so you kind of imagine like, wow, what's this going to sound like when it comes out, you know? And then like, then the single got released on the radio and you got to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't, I, even, even now I can listen to load and it's like for what it is, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to hold it up and compare it to like Master right. Puppets because that's silly. But like on its own, like I think Load is pretty good. I mean, it's got some like. But looking back on it, I mean, thinking back on it, you know, like like Hero of the Day is a great song. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I um, can I can sing. I mean, in in my mind, I can like. Yeah, you don't need to do it out. loud. Yeah, I'm not going to do it out loud, but okay. I can. Like yes. I could. Okay, I I believe you. Um, but then it's weird because like I from what I read originally, they're like, oh, we're going to make a double album, and then like. The producer was like, yeah, you totally shouldn't do that. And so they took like supposedly all those songs came out of the same writing and recording, you know, time period. And then like, so we have load and then we have reload because to me, like reload is like nowhere near as good. Right. uh, As load. I can't. I I mean, is is Unforgiven 2 on load or reload? I couldn't even tell you. Like I could could (laughs) guess. I I, I feel like like, I think it's on. I think it's on reload. But I think. I think Fuel was on Reload. That's yeah, a pretty well, good Fuel song. is 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 on Reload because that's the first song on there, and I I only know that yeah. because that's like, it's it, I I can I can, you know, I, like I know the intro to that song, but I can't tell you anything about it, and except for he says where he goes, ooh yeah, at one yeah, point, yeah. you know, I mean, no, like, I, I mean like, I can sing that song in my head. I mean, that's it's an James right Hetfield like does it in every single song though. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> that is like his signature. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, though, um, 
you know Gibson, the guitar company Gibson. Yeah, know, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard of Gibson. So, so Gibson has a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they, it seems like they quit making them, but for a while they were making these videos. I don't, you know, it's called like it's, this is not what it's called, but it's like you know icons or something. Like, oh, Gibson icons or whatever, and they'll talk to like it'll be like an hour long video, but it's just like Tony Iommi or someone you know like that, like or Dave Mustaine or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's like one of those things where it's like I like this sort of interview style where like you don't you don't really hear the interviewers questions because they edit it together so that it kind of just ends up seeming like a monologue. (laughs) Yeah. From the subject. I kind of I kind of like that personally. But anyway, they did uh, an an episode with Bob Rock, who was the producer of, you know, the Black Album Load Reload and I think St. Anger as well. And I just want, it was just very fascinating to listen to because everybody blames, oh, Bob Rock, Rue Metallica, and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, listening to that episode just gave me like huge respect for him, like as, you know, as a person and just like his whole life story of how he became, uh, you know, a producer. And although he didn't, he didn't really address that stuff too much. The only thing he did is he pointed out like those songs had already been written by the time they came to him to hire him as producer. Like it's right. not like, you know, he didn't tell them to go write Enter Sandman. Like, they had already written it. They were just looking for a producer. But just to hear, like, you know, him talking about, like, how that stuff came together. But but also just to hear him talking about the stuff he did before that. Like, he produced Dr. Feelgood, you know, like, before, uh, I think right before the Black Album. And so, you know, talking about, like, Motley Crue and stuff. And, like, yeah. um, you know, and he, like, he was actually, he was in a band called the Payolas, um, which had a, uh, he's Canadian, right? So it was a Canadian band, but, mm-hmm. uh, they actually had a hit song, uh, called, uh, eyes of a stranger, which I never, I hear that song on the, on the radio station. I listen to it's a satellite radio station. Mm-hmm. They play that song all the time. And I had no idea that's Bob rock playing the guitar, uh, in that song. But so just in general, like is, just, is, that, is this the actual uh, name? Bob rock, Bob rock. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's his real name. Okay. That's, so it was like right? his destiny. Like, to, oh to yeah. Rock, absolutely. You, know? you can't, absolutely. you can't not rock. If your last yeah. name is not is rock. I mean, or it could be like a geologist or something. Yeah. You know. Anything. I mean, <laughs> I, it, it might be it might be TMI for the, for a podcast, but when uh, <laughs> when I when I uh, when I had a vasectomy, my doctor's name was Doctor Cox. <laughs> it's funny because as soon as you started saying that, I was going to guess. I don't know why, because I don't think I realized that you had been snipped or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I was just going to guess, like, oh, you had a urologist named, and then I was going to throw out just something, you know, male genitalia related, you know, <laughs> you know, Doctor Testes or something. Yeah. Oh, he's Greek, Doctor Testis. You know? <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't know. Going back to your question, like, I'm trying to think of like albums that were like billed as being like the sequel to other albums, you know, because mm-hmm. like. Like we can talk about load and reload, but I mean, I don't reload. First of all, load. Like I said, I like load just fine, but like. But I mean, w- it is. Did it, it is. did it set the standard that reload didn't live up to? Not really. I mean, they're you know they're both you know as far as Metallica's discography goes, they're like yeah. I remember when reload was coming out. It's like oh, if you don't like load, you're gonna like this one a lot more. It's more of a return to form. And it's, it's like all lies. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's like the exact. It's like exactly the same, basically. Yeah, um, I mean, I, it, like I, in both cases, those are not albums that I ever listen to nearly as much as right. I listen to the other ones. Like I think, okay, yeah, load is. I'm not saying you know, 
when it came out, I would say I probably listened to a lot of Load because it was like new Metallica music to listen yeah. to. But like, you know, I I mainly was listening to like you know to me Ride the Lightning, Master Puppets, and and Justice for All were like that's that was the golden era. So yeah, well, I mean, so like going back to Smashing Pumpkins, like another like a sequel song that they had was on like uh, was on their album Machina. Machina, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, probably uh, which is like the uh, like their last like album where I guess it was like three, and then I think it was Melissa Oftimar was playing bass on that on that album. Um, and uh, there's a song on there that's a sequel to 1979, and it like follows like all the char- like the music video is also a sequel, and it follows all those same characters. Uh, hmm. Do you remember the music video for 1979? Oh, yes, very well, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, those same characters, and now, like, some of them have kids, and there's, like, like a mess. You know, like, they just had kids too early. Because it was only, when you look, think about it, you know, yeah. when did, like, that album came out in 2000, and Mel- oh, it was Melancholy that, came out in, in 90, 95. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. So it was only Sorry. a five-year yes. difference. You know, like that's that's kind of yeah, crazy. Those and, were like high school kids, right? Like in in 1979, right? And then they were just yeah. like basically just like just out early of college 20s or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, the song is called "Perfect," and it's like it's like mm-hmm. a, a sequel to 1979. If you if you haven't heard it, it's it's a good song, and you know it has that same feel to it. Yeah. So but why would you listen to that when you can just listen to 1979? But it, but it's but that. Machina is a good album. I really okay. like that album. I like it. I heck, like a heck of a lot more than a than a uh, a door, mm-hmm. which you know it was was definitely a letdown. But I mean, what else were they going to do at the time? You know, like they just like. I mean, they, I don't. I'm not sure I've listened to that album aside from the song that that was you know widely played. Uh, you you think of stand inside your love. Has like the really no, good, it like, wasn't it just called like I adore or something like that? Or oh, you're talking, you're talking about adore, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the only song I could tell you from that, right? That album, and, and, and you know what? I mean, like, I thought it was that is one of those albums that that I like, like in retrospect. Like, I kind of went back to it and be like, oh, you know, this is pretty good when I've like been unshackled from the expectations of, of yeah. the time, you know, and it was a you know, very similar situation with uh, with REM's Up which was their first album after Bill Barry left the band. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more like kind of like electronic, I guess. It was like right after, it was like after OK Computer had come out and like really hit big and obviously like they were inspired by it. And without like a, a drummer, like a real drummer in the band, you know, they just go for like more of like an electronic sound. And yeah. like I just like I didn't like it at all. And then mm-hmm. I went back to it years ago and, or years later, and was like, "This is is not that bad." Well, I mean, I guess that's good that you, yeah, yeah. were able to at some point like make your peace with. Because uh... right. I think for me in general, it's like I can. I mean, I could tell you other bands that I was like huge fans of, where I at some point just reached that. They release like. Listen. Well, no, I just I you know if it's a newer you know work of theirs, I just don't care. Like I was also like I was a huge Tool fan mm-hmm. for for like a while. Like not one of the you know I don't I hate even saying that because I feel like most Tool fans are like really annoying you know it's like <laughs> how do you know somebody's a Tool fan because they tell you mm-hmm. um, 
But I just, you know, I've seen Tool in concert, you know, like three times. Like, I just really thought they were pretty good. Yeah. And uh, same thing. Like, there's albums of theirs that I've never listened to just because I'm just, I don't know. I'm just not interested. Like, I I like the albums of theirs that I like that came out in the period of time when I was really into their music. And, like, when they release a new album, I just don't, I don't really care. Like, I would, if I'm going to listen to, like, music that's coming out recently, I would rather listen to, like, new artists. Yeah. And, and discover something like new, you know, because as much as people want to tell you otherwise, like there's still plenty of good music that comes out. So like, you know, I, w- I would rather check some of that out instead of, you know, being like the old guy that's like really excited because Fleetwood Mac is back in the studio, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, they've had like their own like resurgence in the last. I think that's year. the last concert I went to. Really? Like, you know, bef- you know, before I haven't been to a concert since like, you know, COVID started. Right, you know, right. Well, or, I mean, or whatever. I guess but. like I really haven't either. But that's that's kind of great that you you saw them. Like, I bet you those tickets, like now that they are like big again, would probably be a lot more expensive yeah. now. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't have to pay for the tickets, so I don't, I don't even know how much they cost <laughs> back then. So like I, we had a couple that we were friends with before they moved away and they had two extra tickets. And so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, you know, how much do we owe you? And they wouldn't take our money. So whatever. But yeah, uh, it, it was a cool show. It was after Lindsey Buckingham left the band. So that's kind of a bummer because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, at least in my opinion, he's the most talented guy in the band. I mean, they're all very, you know. It's like, you know, which superhero is the best superhero in Super Friends? Like, well, they're all, you know, superheroes. Um, But, you know, Lindsey, I should say Lindsey Buckingham, I think it's like he was my favorite, I guess, in the band. So he was gone. So that was kind of like a a bummer. But um, they still put on a really good show. And then, you know, know if you know, but it it took like two people to replace Lindsey Buckingham. Um, They got. Yes, they got Mike Campbell from. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because mm-hmm. this was after Tom Petty had passed away. Yeah. And so Mike Campbell came and sort of like joined Fleetwood Mac, at least for the live, you know, for their live work. I don't know if he was like going into the studio with them or not. And then uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, um, it, the lead singer of Crowded House. You remember Crowded House? I know, do. I mean, the I... 80s band. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't tell you the guy's name. But so they brought so Mike Campbell took over basically Lindsey Buckingham's guitar duties and the crowded house dude, like you know, took over Lindsay's. I mean, they're not going to say duties. no to that, but I mean, I can't imagine having to do that. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're not going to say no. Like I, I'm not. Gonna, yeah, well, I, don't, I, I can't do this. But I mean, imagine just for the money, right? Like, yeah, yeah, going and touring with Fleetwood Mac. And but, that, I mean, but it's just like, ooh, I can't imagine like trying to. Like, well, but especially like think about like how Mike do you Campbell, make that, though, They can't like, make that stuff their their own. They're just like no, but I mean they don't really have to do try an impression, really. You know, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean it was still a really good show in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I, I mean I was it was a little bit disappointing. Oh man, Lindsey Buckingham's not gonna be here, but it's like you know, well, whatever. You know, like everybody else was still there. You know, Mick Fleetwood did this crazy like fifteen minute drum solo that was pretty awesome. Yeah, he has he has uh, like they, one of those giant drum oh, sets, yeah. right? Oh yeah, like like uh, like Neil Neil Peart kind of crazy drum set. Yeah, I always uh, think of you know, uh, Rush. Um, what's this guy? Like, what's what's his face? The guy from Dave Matthews Band, um, uh, Carter uh, Carter Buford. 
I don't really consider myself much of a Dave well, Matthews I, I mean, I, band I mean, fan. I mean, that's like thinking about an, like a band that uh, I never listened to after a certain point. Like, I mean, after yeah. after whatever was crashed, like I never listened to another <laughs> another yeah, DMB I mean, song. They're not a they're not a band that I ever really got into. But, yeah, um, I, I, are they even still around? I mean, they gotta be, right? I honestly don't know. When's the last time you heard anything from like the last honest and I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. The last thing I heard that was like Dave Matthews band related was when their tour bus drove over that bridge <laughs> and they like dumped the the septic tank into the river and that yeah. was like at least 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I I imagine they're still around. I mean, like there's like, but then I mean, wouldn't I, I, you'd think that I would find out like oh yeah there's gonna be a Dave Matthews band concert you know at Mountain View or something like I don't you don't ever hear about that they just like, maybe so. they just don't they don't tour or do anything. I mean like that was where like that what they were known for is like touring and then like having yeah like you know they were yeah. they were one of those jam bands you know it's like I just can't I like, like the uh, Dead yes I mean like my dad like saw the Dead like dozens and dozens of times. Oh, like he like followed. Oh, he was Grateful he was Dead, like then. I mean he has shirts and he has like wow. he had a, he had a Grateful Dead license plate on his uh, MG. He like MG. Those are cool cars. Yeah, man, it's like a death trap, really. But it, <laughs> I, you know, I I drove it for a summer. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, was I, like, I had a friend in community college who drove an MG. It's just like it was it was yellow convertible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it was like it was like the like the most difficult to drive uh standard that I had ever driven. I think a BMW is the most difficult standard, but it was a particular car cuz I've driven other manual transmission BMWs and I didn't have that problem, so. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't really know how to drive a stick that well when it was it was like an old like 325 uh I don't know I or whatever I don't know from like the eighties or something. Yeah, and it's the only car I ever had a hard time driving, stick wise. Mm-hmm. And but you you drive stick though, uh, exclusively, exclusively. Yeah, Re- really. I mean, yeah. Like I I can understand like having like 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 I would a car that you'd do it every once in a while in. But well, like, I'll, I'll to exp- only do that. Does, yeah, does right. your wife well, drive stick too exclusively? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have two cars, right? I have one car each, and both of our cars are stick. So the way this happened, Dang. like our our first car, like together, like I had a I had an old Volvo mm-hmm. that, like, I'm not kidding. I think it ran for like two weeks. Like I bought it for like 500 bucks when I was in like community college. Mm-hmm. It ran for like two weeks and then died. And I think I'm being generous saying it was two weeks. I don't think it was even that long. <laughs> And it never ran again because I couldn't afford to fix it. And so then I just went back to not having a car again. And then, like, you know, my wife and I went off, you know, moved away to go to, like, you know, a four-year university. And uh, we didn't have a car for, like, a year. And then we ended up buying a car. Like, an old friend of mine from back home had an old 69 uh, Volkswagen Beetle that he was selling. And so we bought that. And, like, you know, of course, that was a stick shift because, like, I think, like, 98% of the Beetles out there are stick shift. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's how we learned how to drive stick, and we both just really preferred uh, driving that way. And uh, and then for a while, we had a Jetta that was a automatic, but that was just because, like, you know, we needed a car that my wife could commute 
uh, to work in, and that's not really a 69 Beetle. And so we did have that Jetta for a while that was uh, was automatic, but uh, we, we sold that, and then we bought a pickup truck, and um, that's a, a stick shift. And just because both of us just prefer driving stick, but I will say this, if you're somebody and anybody out there who owns a pickup truck knows exactly what I'm talking about, if you have a pickup truck, everybody wants to borrow your truck, right? Like, oh, I'm just moving, can we borrow your truck on Saturday, blah, blah, blah. And so the thing is, like, you can be a jerk and be like, well, I don't really let people borrow my car. Um, or, you know, and this is not why we bought the car. I'm saying it's it's a nice feature this of having a manual transmission. Along the way. Is you just say like, oh, yeah, man, of course you can borrow my truck. Uh, just so you know, though, it's a stick shift. Because then immediately they're like, oh, I don't know how to drive. Because only like 17% of the population, I think the last thing I read, knows how to drive stick, right? So mm -hmm. like that immediately gets you out of lending your truck to anybody. So like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we don't have the Beetle anymore, but like our other car, like my car is like a sports car. And so why would you want to drive an automatic transmission sports car, at least in my opinion? And I'm not judging. I, I Sometimes I don't like talking about this kind of stuff because it's kind of like tool fans, like what I was saying about tool fans. I feel like people that drive manual transmissions are like really annoying about it and sort mm -hmm. of like gatekeepy about it. Like, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, real drivers drive, you know, or whatever. Or they look down on like automatics and like, I don't, you know, you drive whatever you like. I just feel like, you know, I'm someone that really enjoys driving, right? Yeah. Like I want, and I want to have as much control as possible when I'm driving. So like, I want a manual transmission, but like, I feel like most people, they just use their car to go from point to like their car is like a tool. And if it's if you're going to have it be a tool, then you want that tool to be as easy to use as possible. So like why in the world would you want a stick shift if you're just someone who uses your car as a tool, which is a totally legitimate reason mm -hmm. uh, to have a car. So um you know, but for me like, you know, if it, like I said if you're going to have a sports car to me, it's like, well, wouldn't you want to have a stick shift? But hey, if somebody out there if you have like a sports car and you have an automatic like that's totally cool. I'm not I'm not trying to tell anybody else how to live their life. But uh but yeah, anyway, so like for my wife and I we we both just prefer driving uh, a stick and I think that if we ever bought like a new car again or whatever that would like factor into the decision making if it's, if it's a car that you can still get uh you know as a manual, which of course there are far fewer of those now. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I wish I wish that I knew. I mean, I I know how to drive stick. I just haven't done yeah. it in so long. Yeah, that it'd probably take me a minute to. I mean, I assume it's probably just like riding a bike. Like once you kind of get into it, you're like you don't forget. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But it's been so long since I've had one. I guess I've only had one car. I've only had one car that was mine that was a stick shift, and that was like what was it? It was a Hyundai Excel. And that was, that was my second car. Like, during, I mean, I feel like this is probably something like we can get into. Like, a, this, this might be a good future question is, like, you know, like, walk us walk us through the, the cars that you've you've owned in your life. Well, I think I already just did that, so. Yeah, that's true. But we can do it. We can do it for you. Like, I think I, I just mentioned every car I've ever owned pretty much, so. <laughs> I've had. I haven't I've, owned that many cars in my life. Hmm. I've had, I've had. In fact, the car that I own now is the first car that, like, 
Well, I have that Volvo I paid like 500 bucks for and mm-hmm. I was like 19 or whatever. But until then, the, the car I drive now is like... 19 and it died in two weeks? Yeah, it sucked, man. But it, I, I never should have bought the car. Like the car was a real piece of crap. Like yeah. that car had a hard life. <laughs> and like, but I, you know, I had 500 bucks and I didn't have a car and I knew a guy that you know, had a car and wanted 500 bucks. And so like, you know, nature took its course or whatever, but, but like this, so the car I have now, like that's the first time I've ever taken out like an auto loan in my life. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, and I was 40 when I got the car, I was 40. Like the car's paid off now is five years ago or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I guess now that I think about like the it, other I car, like the Beetle ever, uh, I guess maybe I had a, maybe when I was in college, I had one that I just, I made payments on, but yeah, I, like there was a period of time where, uh, my dad would like buy these like real like pieces of crap cars and they yeah. would, they would basically like last a year mm-hmm. and they probably cost him like $500 you know, at the time, yeah, and they they would last and, for a year before they, before they died. You know, like the, the Honda Excel that I had, I remember like nobody could fix it because the the previous owners had like rigged it up so much inside that it was like it's a miracle that it was even running. Oh man! And they were like, but he we, would we like can't. pass these cars down to you. You're saying? No, he would go. I mean, well, the only one that he passed down to me was like one that he, you know he. Uh, my grandparents like started a security system business and then my dad took over and they had like they would do like security calls to like different people's houses like set up their stuff and yeah. the first car I ever had was like one of their um like service call vehicles that they were just like taking out of the rotation it was a a, a Plymouth Horizon you know it's like it's like one of those hatch, like like is. a hatchback you know you know like a Dodge Omni right. No I don't Oh well it was like it like when you when if you were to see a picture of it, you'd be like, "Oh, I've seen those like all over the place. They were so prominent." Yeah, you know, it's like okay. a, like like a four door, like a kind of like a, like a compact hatchback. And okay. I remember like it had like the company logo on the side. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." Like I just uh, I got I got some paint here that's like the same color as the car. I'll just like paint over it, and it was like not even close. <laughs> he like spray yeah. painted over it. And it didn't even have like a um, like a radio in it, or, yeah. or it, it had a radio, but it didn't have a, a tape player. Okay. And he's like, oh, "I'll take this tape player out of this other car and I'll put it in there." Yeah. And it didn't fit, so he just like wired it up, and then he like jammed the the tape player itself like in between the seats, the front seats. I mean, <laughs> it works. You know, you have to you have to admire the ingenuity. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, I mean, he was for- just. He was just trying to hook you up with a car. It's more than I ever got. So. Yeah, exactly. But it's but it's it's funny to think about because I I wish I I mean maybe I have some old photographs of it. But it was yeah, I mean it's just like hilarious. And I I I wonder how many people these days like have experiences that are like that. Like their first cars are like yeah. that. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't I don't at least where I live, I don't feel like I see that many young people driving around in like you know, shit boxes anymore. Yeah, but, which is which is better. I mean, it's unsafe, I guess. But you know, yeah, <laughs> everybody wraps their kids in bubble wrap now, anyway. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Incl- that, that reminds me of like a, a yeah, well, yeah. I mean, how can you, how can you not like have that be your instinct, right? Like, isn't yeah. that like one of your number one instincts is protect your kids, right? Yeah. Um, but it's funny. It just reminds me of like my stepdad used to have this truck that he gave away. This is like the other thing that was always funny is like my stepdad would have cars. He's like, oh, I'm done with this car. And it wasn't like worth anything, mm-hmm. but he still wouldn't give it to me. He's like, oh, I'm going to sell it or whatever. Like, you, you know, or he tried to sell it to me knowing I didn't have any money. You know, like, oh, <laughs> you can get to this car for like. Fifteen hundred bucks. Like, I don't have fifteen hundred bucks. He's like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> he would just oh, sell it, so you know? it's just like he's tr- tr- trying to make you think that you could, you could. No, I mean, no, because it's not like he wasn't being mean, but it's, maybe he was trying to get me like, hey, like if you saved some money instead of spending everything you earned, maybe you could afford to buy a car. And, and he, if that's the case, uh, he wasn't wrong. Uh, <laughs> but I just remember he had this old Toyota pickup truck, and I remember it was like. It was like neon green, but it was like a factory color. It wasn't like he had it painted. I think it's like he was trying to buy a truck as cheaply as possible. And uh, and this was back in the days when like you could buy, you could go into like a Toyota dealership and you could be like, I want a truck that comes with like nothing. <laughs> and so like it didn't have, like it had no AC, it had no radio, it had no power, like anything at all. It was just like four wheels, two seats, and a steering wheel. But, you know, it was a Toyota truck, so it lasted like, you know, right. hundreds of thousands of miles. But it like, you can't forever, even buy a car you, like you, that. And you were stuck with it for hundreds of thousands of miles without this stuff in it. Yeah, well, I mean, he only used it for certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it wasn't like it was his daily driver or whatever. But um, but I just, I, I just remember it being like, I always thought it was kind of a cool truck. You know, I was like, yeah, it's lime green. Looks kind of cool. Um. <laughs> But it was just like I said back then, like you could go like because we basically did the same thing. Like our truck was like we went into the Toyota dealership. And we just want like the base like model. And it's like that's one of the reasons like our car is manual. But like now base model is still pretty nice. Like, you yeah. know, it still has like a radio, the CD player and like an air conditioning, which to be fair, we would have wanted those things. Like we wouldn't have bought a car that didn't have those things. But that's why you can't buy a car that doesn't have those things is like that's considered the bare minimum now. Whereas like there was a time when, when that wasn't. Yeah. All right. Well, second is, is that, I, I don't, I, I never know how to like say is it's it, hard, right? You're I, like, all right, we're going to wrap it up now. Cause like, I mean, we could just keep you know. on going, but I like, I'd be, yeah, we, we, have, we, yeah. Have, I mean, we gotta, gotta save some, <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. Yes. So I think the way we do it is you just say, well, that's going to do it for episode one of here's my question for you. If we had ever set up any kind of anything (laughs) to send you to like, here's our Twitter account or here's an email where you can uh, ask us questions. Maybe that's what we need to do. I'm sure it will later. Yeah. But at the moment, we don't have any of those things. So like uh, just. Just listen to the show and enjoy it and don't worry about clicking links or, or yeah. whatever else. Just, you know, just I hope you had fun hanging out with us, listening to it. Like starting with a sequel to Melancholy and ending up with uh, Cars Without AC. Well, excuse me. I think we started with the streets of San Francisco That's, that and is Carl true. Malden. The yes. great Carl Malden, one of the great <laughs> character actors of his era. I'm going to have to... I. I, I don't I know the name I can't picture what it looks like. Oh, he was I mean, he was in Patton. He was in Streetcar Named Desire. That was one of his first big movies you know, with Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was it. like 
Oh my god, you should watch it. It's a good movie. Um, it was also a play before that, so you can <laughs> just list. You can just read the script if you want to. But uh, I think a lot of people know him. Probably me when I was a kid. The main thing I knew Carl Malden from was uh, he was the American Express uh, spokesperson, like like that. You know, don't leave home without it. You know, American yeah, yeah. Express. Oh, yeah. Like traveler's checks, don't Wait, leave home without them. Was and he the first the person to, to, to say don't leave home without it? I, I mean, I can't say that for sure. Like maybe. That's like, that's he one was. of those, I'm not. that's one of those iconic like lines, oh, yeah. I guess, you know, you know, I, you know, I was telling my son about, I was telling him about where's the beef. Yeah. The where's the beef lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like on the tonight show, like Johnny Carson, like, you know, he would do the little skits. Like yeah. he had a skit where he would dress up like Carl Malden in uh in those commercials carl malden had kind of a nose that was like um it was like a defining feature of him was he had this nose like that had been broken a couple times and so it was like sort of bulbous and so like johnny would put on like this prosthetic nose (laughs) to make it look more like carl Carl malden and then like you know would do the commercial you know like you know it's it's 2 a.m and you're in you know istanbul and you've been you've been mugged you don't have any money or credit cards what will you do? And it was like the whole point was like, well, if you had traveler's checks, then you would you'd be okay, but you don't, so you're host. Yeah. You remember the old uh, uh the old uh, Dana Carvey, Johnny Carson impression? Yeah. And yep. and and Phil, Although, and Phil Hartman would be Ed McMahon and he'd be like, See, yes. I was gonna say that to that's the thing I remember more <laughs> yes, is, yeah. is 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 you, uh, you are correct, sir. <laughs> um I, yeah, I, 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 don't know. I still use that. I still say that. I was always more uh, of a, yes. uh, I was more of a Phil Hartman fan. Yeah, like for sure. Dana Carvey was a lot like like there was my best friend when I was in school who who went on to become an actor, although he's not famous yet, mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood actor. But he he kind of reminds me of, like he like he looked up to Dana Carvey, and so he would do a lot of like he would like come to school and do like Dana Carvey skits, yeah. like you know he'd come do Church Lady and stuff like that, and like. And, you know, so he was always trying to be like the center of attention. And I'm, I'm more like, you know, I'm more of like a Phil Hartman guy. Yeah. You know, he, he was more of like the character <laughs> actor and whatnot. I, 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 I can hear Dana Carvey's uh, Johnny Carson. It's, I always sound like he was always trying to like block his, block his nose. Yeah, it's like that's, I ha- that's weird, wild stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. I I remember. I, like that's. I, I mean, I say that quite a, quite a bit still. I think weird, wild stuff. Do you remember that skit where it was like <laughs> Phil Hartman is like Bill Clinton, and it was like he was he was out like the whole thing of the skit is he was out campaigning, and he he goes into it because it was like famous. Like you know, he was like always on a diet. Because <laughs> he would eat like a lot of junk food and like gain weight and like oh you gotta lose weight or whatever and so the whole thing with the skit is like well I'm not campaigning and so he goes into a McDonald's just to like talk to the people <laughs> but he's not supposed to eat anything bad but then he keeps like stealing food <laughs> off of like everybody's trays but he's like trying to talk about how it's like well yeah you know like we're we're trying to send aid to Somalia so like in this case the aid is these McNuggets but then before it can get to the people that need it it gets it gets Stolen by warlords. And whenever he would say that, he would shove the food into his mouth. And it's like he couldn't eat the food fast enough to get it out of his mouth. So he'd go to the next table and he was like trying to tell them the same story. 
about, you know, cooking by warlords. And then he, even though his mouth is already full, he's grabbing like the chicken sandwich and like taking three bites out of it. Yeah. I, that's like my all time favorite, I think. I uh, need Phil to tell it. Sketch. I mean, it's, it sounds familiar, but it sounds even funnier than I remember it being. Because sometimes I feel like that. I mean, I'm like that with my kids. Like, I'm always like, you gonna, you gonna finish that? I used to like be infamous, I guess, to like among my friends of like, oh, I'll finish your food or can I have a bite? I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not anymore. Yeah. Although I mean, I guess I am with like, like with my family. I would never like ask like like people like people that are not like they're like outside of my family if I can have a bite of their food. That's probably better. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awkward. But you know. Like, but I don't even do that to my wife. Like if my wife will offer, like if she's got food on her plate, she's not going to finish it. She'll be like, "Oh, hey, would you like to help me with this?" Like if she doesn't say that like i'm not i keep my fingers to myself you know like yeah. she was like she was the middle kid you know like she has a brother and a sister and so like she grew up like that you know this is my food i'll let you know if you can have some so yeah. I, I have to respect that to keep you know peace in the household yeah but. all right on that note i think i think that's yes. gonna do it for episode one of yes my question for you is no, it's it's here's my question. Here's my question for you. For you. So I try have... to try to know the name of the show by the time <laughs> we get around to episode two. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I mean, I, I feel like we could, you know, it, it it could go either way. It could go like, I mean, I like so. Here's my my question for you. So my oh, question, I get that. So my question for you is, I mean, there like well, you don't. You don't have to say, like, when you're going to ask the question, you don't have to literally say, here's my question for you. That's just the name of the show. I know. Like, if you want to say, like, so here's my question for you, like, go ahead. You know, yeah. if you want to just go, here's my question. Do that, too. Like, yeah. do whatever you want. Or just, but, I mean, I could it, it, I could ask a question without it even being like the. Yes. Just just shoot from the hip without any warning at yeah. all. I like that better, actually. I mean, really, that's like what we do. Anyways, where it's just like we talk about, like we ask questions and like leads to yes. stuff. Right. All right. See, like everyone listen again next week. <laughs> I guess. Yes, please, please do. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>